Reflections from Torch Trust, focusing on Christian faith and sight loss. Hello and a warm welcome to Reflections, the show from Torch Trust that focuses on faith and disability in today's world. I'm your host, Marilyn Baker, and I'll be with you for the next half hour. Well, spring is finally on the way, just about, and today we're thinking about shaking off those cobwebs and getting our bodies moving. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce someone who is really getting into fitness. Here is Hazel Groves, a partially sighted friend of Torch, speaking with our producer Grace Dawson about her decision to take the plunge and run the London Marathon for charity. Hazel, thank you so much for joining us today. Now, you have been on Reflections before, but for anyone who doesn't know you, would you mind telling us a little bit about um, who you are and your personal experience um, of sight loss and, yeah, just a little introduction? (laughs) Yeah, certainly. So I'm Hazel. Um, I live in Kent uh, with my husband and two children who are getting quite big now. We've got one about to head off to university this year. Oh, wow. Um, I've been partially sighted my whole life due to congenital cataracts um, and nystagmus. And over the last few years, my sight's deteriorated quite a bit. Um, But um, I work part-time with school governors and, um, yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. That's you in a nutshell. (laughs) Yep. And um, so you're here today to talk about the London Marathon. Now, what made you want to run the marathon? (laughs) Well, okay, so the thing about me, Grace, is that I'm, I'm not your traditional sporty person. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I was, the, you know, I, particularly at mainstream secondary school, I was the last one picked for PE. I hated PE to the point where um, I was sick every Thursday <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, to get out of it because I it was just, in, in a mainstream environment, it was just so difficult. Mm. Um, so... I've just never been particularly sporty. Um, I s- started running because um, I'm involved with Kent Association for the Blind and they were doing um, a superhero run um, a couple of years ago now. And as I'm a trustee, I thought, well, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and, and give it a go. Signed up to run 10K, having honestly, Grace, never run before in my entire life. <laughs> so started on the old couch to 5K found somewhere near where I live that's really flat, really safe, no traffic, where I could, you know, run for 30 seconds, walk for 30 seconds when I started off. Um, And it's just kind of got a bit out of control. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, and I've I've signed up to run the London Marathon, which is totally bonkers, but um, there you go. That's incredible. And um, so, so how have you been training for the marathon? Um, so I regularly run Park Run, which I think a lot of people have, have heard of Park Run. It's a sort of an, an organised um, event that happens all over the country um, on a Saturday morning. And um, because sort of running on my own, doing sort of couch to 5K and stuff, it was, it was OK, but it's, it's, it's nice to run with other people as well. Um, so when I looked to start going to a local park run, I contacted them and asked if they had anybody who was a trained guide runner. Um, as it happens, they've got a few at, at our local park run who are, who are guide runners. Um, so they, they matched me up with somebody who was you know 
willing to run at my my slow speed um and so we've we've been doing that every week for about 18 months now running together and um I sort of said said to her about my desire to to run the London Marathon and she's like yeah do it do it (laughs) um so I so I can run some places on my own for a big event like London or for a big race, it's obviously a lot safer to run with with a guide. So um, so Linda will be running with me for the for the marathon. Oh, fantastic! And can you tell us a little bit more about guide runners? Perhaps for anyone who's not heard of them, or anyone who has a visual impairment who'd be interested in in giving this a go. Yep. So um, England Athletics do do a course for, for guide runners. Um, so it, they can work in different ways. So uh, my sister also has she has less sight than me she runs as well um so she runs with a, they call it a tether so it's basically a loop of material that they one holds each end so you're always attached to your guide um so some people run like that some would run holding on to their the guide guide's elbow or shoulder um uh, for me as long as my guide is wearing a very nice bright colored top um and runs on my left side because I've got no peripheral vision on the right. Um so then we work together. Um I also started running with a local running club and they've got a lady who's who guide runs with me because um at the moment because it's winter their runs are in the dark, which has a whole new level of complexity to running when you can't see very well. Um so so that then she needs to be a lot more verbal, a lot more saying, you know, there's a step coming up, there's there's some um, the pavements uneven, um, there's like puddles. Uh, so it's a, a mixture of the physical guiding, either with the tether or being near somebody or holding on, and so sort of almost giving you an audio described run. <laughs> yeah. Um to, to help sort of so that you you know what's coming up on the route. Hmm. Yeah, that's brilliant. And um, so you're, are you running the marathon uh, for a particular charity? Um, yes, so I am running the Kent Association for the Blind. Um, they've been amazing in their support for me, particularly um, on the point of being registered severely sight impaired a few years ago. Um, I had to finally get that long cane training that I've been putting off forever. Oh. Um, they've helped me with assistive technology so I can carry on working. Um, you know, with the speech software on the laptop and that kind of thing. Um, I go to some of their their social kind of events. We have a group for working age ladies. Um, I go to an art group as well. And being a trustee, you know, you get to see as well the 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 other side of the charity that people don't always you know realize what goes into running a charity like that. Mm-hmm. So that's why when they were putting their team together for this year I thought if I was going to run for charity it was going to be for them yeah that's a fantastic cause and um if if people listening would like to support you or to you know support the association generally how how can they do that um so they can go to my I've got my own just giving page on the go Mm. um which if you search for Hazel Groves KAB that's um that's the best way and finally how are you feeling about the challenge right now? Could you sum it up? <laughs> um, I, I kind of swing from abject terror to extreme excitement, Grace. <laughs> um, I, I am not a speedy runner by any stretch of the imagination. I'm hoping to complete the marathon in about six hours. Mm. Um, but um, 
I, I just want to go and really enjoy it. And because it's for such a good cause as well, just really enjoy the experience and the day. The training is going well. Um, uh, I've been running up between sort of 13 and 15 miles once a week now. Um, so I feel like I'm starting to build the distance up now. Um, so really, yeah, on the whole, generally looking forward to it with the odd, odd moment of why are you doing this, you silly woman? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, we wish you all the best with the rest of the training and on the day. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Well, we really do wish Hazel all the best with her training. And we'll be hearing from her again on our marathon special on the 13th of April. If you'd like to support Hazel, just go to justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Hazel hyphen groves K-A-B. I'll tell you that again. Justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Hazel hyphen groves K-A-B. I wonder if Hazel has inspired you to get moving. We may not all be marathon runners. After all, God has given us each different bodies with different strengths and flaws. And that's perfectly OK. It's all about finding what works for the body we're in. If you'd like to get off to a more gentle start, you may enjoy the Daily Hope phone lines chair fitness routines. The number is free to call. Just ring 0800 804 8044. That's 0800 804 8044 and select option 4 when prompted. We'll be sharing more fitness tips later in the show. But now it's time to hear from our Lent course. This is a free virtual course which is run by Torch every week during Lent. This is just a snippet, but you can find the entire session on YouTube. We'll share the details at the end. And when he had sung a hymn, he went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus told him, This very night you will all fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter answered, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. I find this meal of communion a very powerful experience. Always when I share it or take part in it, it powerfully reminds me of the enormous sacrifice that the Lord Jesus has made to free us and forgive us for our sins. And you might think, well, how ever could we forget? such a major thing that Jesus has done, but I believe that he's given us this experience meal to remember down through the generations, centuries, millennia even, that Jesus made that wonderful sacrifice and we can reflect and thank him from the bottom of our hearts. But at the end of it all, that passage that Edith read shows us very clearly that well, Peter was quite confident in himself. 
I can do it. And a lot of us are sort of, I can do it people, aren't we? Maybe. And he was full of bravado because Jesus did say that many would fall away. But he said, no, not me. Even if I have to die for you, I will never disown you. I can do it. That's what Jesus saw in poor Peter at that time. But he is going to read us now the next bit. Then they spat in Jesus' face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, prophesy to us, Christ, who hit you? Now Peter, sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came in. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with a oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, surely you were one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses on himself and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, the cock crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the cock crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. What a terribly sad experience. There was Peter, very confident of himself. And sometimes as we go through our lives, we get very confident in what we're doing. But there he was, Jesus arrested. There he was in the courtyard. And three times people associated him with Jesus. And Peter went on and said, I do not know the man. And then, <coughs> how do you think Peter felt? An abject failure. Totally lost it completely. He said he wouldn't, but he did. And, you know, when we are confident in ourselves, that is often when we actually do fail. It does say pride comes before a fall. And if we are trying to live the Christian life in our own strength, that's what it'll be. And our strength isn't good enough. We need Jesus, his power and encounters with Jesus along the road. And so that's why I think communion is so important. So then when we come to communion, how do we feel when we come to take it? Do we think we have to be very, very good to take communion? Actually, Paul covers this, and it's very important. Paul says, when you come to take the bread, examine yourselves, take a look, reflect on where we are. And then he says, and so eat. Because, well, we can go forward, even though we do fail. We all do. But in one job, it says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And I believe that in communion, we reflect on Jesus' powerful ability to cleanse us from our sin and forgive us and give us new hope. And uh, someone told me very early in my Christian life, leave your failures at the cross 
at communion. And then we can go forward with forgiveness and hope in Jesus. So in Luke, Jesus looked at Peter when he, the cock crowed. I wonder what was in that look. Some people have said it was a look of condemnation. I don't think it was. I think it was a, a love look, a look of hope. And come on, Peter, we can move on from here. Let's move forward. So as we move forward to Easter and enjoy the powerful presence of encounters with Jesus, let us reflect on Jesus' sacrifice. Let us reflect in hope and rejoicing that Jesus' sacrifice, his broken body and his bloodshed, is enough to cover all of our failures and give us hope. And enjoy the presence of Jesus through this Lent and Easter time. If you enjoyed our Lent course extract, you can find the rest of the sessions on YouTube by searching for Torch Trust on video. On today's show, we've been thinking about getting active. And if you'd like more inspiring stories of faith and fitness, then why not check out Torch's Library for Blind and Partially Sighted People. Our books come in a range of accessible formats and include titles such as A Sporting Guide to Eternity by Chris Connor, a devotional aimed at the athletes and sports enthusiasts. Sally Magnuson's fascinating biography of Eric Liddell, The Flying Scotsman, and The Goal and the Glory by Josh Davies, which features an uplifting selection of true stories about world-class athletes. To borrow any of these books, just give us a call on 01858 438 260. That's 01858 438 260 or email info at torchtrust.org. Well, I'm sorry to say that we're all out of time for today. And remember to leave us a comment or find out more about anything Torch offers, including our free library and our virtual Lent course. Just call 01858 438 260 or email info at torchtrust.org. Until next week, from me, Marilyn and everyone on the Reflections team, goodbye and God bless. You've been listening to Reflections from Torch Trust. Yeah.